G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a rare opportunity today to get some insights into one of the most challenging mission fields in the world. It's always a challenge talking about the nation of Vietnam, where the regime in power there has a tight rein on any emerging Christian activity. Most people I talk to about Vietnam need to remain anonymous or they place their mission activities at risk. So it is good today to talk to the author of a new book about mission work in Vietnam. And this author will remain anonymous today too. We'll refer to him as AJ, the author of the book called Faith, Love and Hope, Glorious Stories of the Work of the Holy Spirit. AJ, a special welcome along to 2020. Hi, thank you very much, Neil. It's great to be with you today. Uh, AJ, give us a little outline of your work in Vietnam over a number of decades now. Um, Yes, it all began, I say to people with a whisper, one morning about 25 years ago, I guess, felt the Holy Spirit just drop Vietnam into my heart. And uh, a few years later, we had the opportunity to go and and visit the nation and um, experience just a a visitation of the Holy Spirit the first night we were there. And the brief story is that we have been able to go back over the last 23 years, back and forth and back and forth. What I suspect a lot of people perhaps listening to our conversation might not realise is that there are 95-plus million people in Vietnam Uh, In fact, the 14th most populous country. So it really is a close-by to Australia mission field, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's it's one of our neighbours, a neighbour that we have um, had an influence on um, for for bad and for good. So um, this is is a great opportunity for Australians to do something um, really effective in the way of missions in Vietnam. AJ, the inspiration for putting your stories into a book, what are you hoping that readers of your new book will capture when they hear of these things that are going on in Vietnam? Because really when you're talking about some glorious stories that the work of the Holy Spirit is alive and well, what will people expect to read? Well, they'll read stories of the Holy Spirit intervention in, in, in safety. I mean, number one, we've been doing this for 23 years and we have not ever had a serious incident. What I'm hoping will happen to people that read the book, um, and I've already heard of this happening, that um, people would listen to the Holy Spirit as they read and hear a call to the nations. When I was um, very, um, well, I was going to say very young, very many years ago, <laughs> When I was young, um, as a new convert, you know, 45 years ago or, or more now, I read books like this that defined the rest of my life and gave me a dream and a vision to be involved in missions. And that's why I've written it. 
that I want this next generation to be able to grab and, and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit calling them to the most exciting opportunity on planet Earth today, and that's to reach nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. AJ, some people called into mission go to places that are relatively safe. If we talk about Vietnam, uh, it has a Marxist government. Uh, it is a dictatorship there. There is a sense in which there's a really tight rein on Christian activity. And you say that you've not experienced any real security challenges, but clearly you would have heard a lot of other stories where people have been under real pressure. Uh, we do. And there is a whole chapter in the book dedicated to that. And uh, there are some really, really sad stories. And when I say that we haven't encountered anything, that is just simply that we have a grace opportunity from the Lord. And he's just protected us. He's covered us. He's kept us invisible. Even at times when we know that that police have been looking for us, they haven't discovered us. And so, you know, there there are incredible men and women serving in Vietnam, and some of them have paid a, a terribly, terribly tragic price just simply to, to love Jesus and, and to be shepherds of the, of, of the people of God. When we hear stories in other nations, I'm thinking of China, where there is a house church movement, and oftentimes the leaders, the pastors, are people who have suffered persecution, and in some sense that's you know, they've earned their stripes because they have been in danger of their own lives or imprisonment. Is it the same sort of story in Vietnam? Yes, it is, and it has been predominantly in the past. I have friends that have spent time in prison. These days, it's not quite the same. There are a lot of young pastors who still need to be very wise, and they exercise great courage to serve the Lord. But the amount of people being arrested and put in prison for pastoring what the government calls illegal or unregistered churches is is not the same as it was in the early days, so 15-plus years ago. So would you consider that some form of a breakthrough, or is it the work of God that is is coming to fruition in the lives of people, or the government's more accepting of the religious presence there? It, it is the work of God. There has been a lot of pressure over the years from nations, from the US, from, from Australia and uh, European nations, to, to remind the Vietnamese government that their constitution says that they have religious freedom. But it's the way that you interpret that religious freedom. And having said that, amongst minority and ethnic tribal groups throughout the country, there is still quite a lot of severe persecution on those people. And is there a state church in Vietnam? Because while it's primarily a house church movement, are there churches on some corners that resemble the sort of church that we might think of? Yes, there is. The the Evangelical Church of Vietnam in the south and in the north, they exist and they have existed for, uh, in fact, uh, last year they celebrated 100 years of evangelical Christianity in Hanoi. So the the approved church does exist it's an evangelical church again with people who love jesus and uh, but again they they are controlled they have restrictions upon them and what they can do and what they can't do especially as far as church planning is concerned 
And the reason why we have house church, and this is the phenomenon, the reason why there's house church in Vietnam is because in 1988, there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Men and women were hungry for a touch of God, pleading for God to come and touch their nation and touch their lives. And the Holy Spirit began to fall in meetings. And their testimony to me was, we knew it was the Holy Spirit because we all spoke in tongues. And so it was just a, you know, a, a sovereign thing that's happened and happened several places over the years, even right up until today. And, and that's made the difference. Unfortunately, the Evangelical Church of Vietnam in those days was resistant to the, the moving and the working of the Holy Spirit. And so men and women that had been filled with the Spirit um, had little choice but had to leave those churches. And uh, they began to gather in their homes and immediately we have a house church movement birthed. We'll talk some more in just a few moments. Our guest is AJ, the author of a book called Faith, Love and Hope. It is a new book. It's all about the glorious stories of the work of the Holy Spirit and focusing in on the nation of Vietnam. We're back with more in just a short while. Taking a rare opportunity to get some insights into the church in Vietnam. As you know, Vietnam, it's, well, one of those four nations in the world that still has a socialist republic government. China, Cuba, Laos and Vietnam are just four remaining one-party socialist states. It's very difficult for Christians in Vietnam, although as we've been hearing, things are getting a little easier. We're talking about a new book called Faith, Love and Hope, Glorious Stories of the Work of the Holy Spirit. It's available from a website called ServantMessenger.com. And the anonymous author, uh, oftentimes ministries need to remain anonymous in Vietnam so they don't threaten the work there uh, by a clampdown from governing officials. AJ is with us. AJ, do we know how many Christians are in Vietnam? Is there uh, any idea with the flourishing house church movement what those numbers might be? We're not sure of the official numbers, Neil. I have heard recently there's, there's probably about 10,000 churches in Vietnam. But be mindful again, we're talking of a nation of 95 million people. <laughs> yes, yeah, so when we talk 10,000 churches, uh, we immediately might get a little excited about that. But the, the sheer numbers of population, the number of people in Vietnam would mean that there's room for 10 times that number. Oh, there definitely is. And we, we've only just scratched the surface. There are whole whole regions of, of Vietnam where there's no church. And so these are, these are unreached people groups that are there. There's, there's no church at all in their communities. So mission outreach that would be happening from those house churches, is it really like an easy thing to do or, or are there certain difficulties in actually establishing new house churches? The difficulty is often in the region that they're working if, if the local government is not as, as restrictive as other areas, and, and the laws that they have there are open to interpretation by different, you know, rural sectors and, and rural governors. So one can be harsh and the other one can be a little bit lenient. So it varies from place to place. But the Vietnamese are doing an amazing job church planting i mean evangelism throughout vietnam is is through church planting 
And as we know, missiologists tell us that the greatest or best form of evangelism is church planting. And the Vietnamese are doing an amazing job. And uh, our job has been just to be alongside them as able to uh, encourage and strengthen and minister to leaders, um, facilitate um, church planting, schools, so we can rise up a, a, a strong leadership base that will um, create um, healthy church planting churches. AJ, the Bible, is it freely available to people in Vietnamese language or are there shortages? What's your impression? Uh, yes, there is. the Bible is available. Um, there are groups that still bring Bibles into Vietnam. I'm not sure of the numbers of that, but uh, in most places now, Bibles are readily available. The only challenge there would be in areas where the, um, uh, the ethnic tribal areas, where people are still working, uh, Bible translators are still working in unreached people groups, um, translating their language so they can have a Bible in their own language. So there's, there's still an enormous amount of work to be done in Vietnam. Your book is called Faith, Love and Hope, Glorious Stories of the Work of the Holy Spirit. When you talk about the work of the Holy Spirit in the house church movement in Vietnam, what's typical in a house church gathering? How does it look? Well, the church service wouldn't look a lot different than church services that we would have here. I mean, there's worship, there's, there's the Word, there's the dynamic of the Holy Spirit. But through evangelism and, and their evangelistic efforts, it is the reliance on the Holy Spirit that's making the difference. And in the book, we tell several stories of, of healings and miracles. I've got documented stories. I think there's at least three in the book, documented stories and uh, you know, traceable stories of three people being raised from the dead. And, and there's many, many more. I mean, I've heard lots of stories over the years, and many of those not in the book because we wanted stuff we could put in the book that if we were ever challenged, we could say we can prove this. But the, the signs, wonders, miracles is, is just a part of almost, if you like, it's, just, it's natural, naturally supernatural um, in many of the house churches throughout the nation. Now, there is something special that is coming, and clearly there's no blockages to a Franklin Graham crusade to come to Vietnam. What's likely to happen with that plan for a Franklin Graham visit? Yes, that's, that's been happening all year, and um, that, that, that's, I mean, that is a breakthrough. That really is a breakthrough. We need to ask people to pray into this situation right now. It's going to be at the beginning of December. And uh, the authorities in Hanoi are making it a little bit difficult in the sense that uh, I have to be careful exactly what I say. Um, we're thankful that the authorities are allowing the um, crusade to go ahead. But the auditorium that's been offered or the stadium that's been offered is very, very small. And uh, they're asking for the biggest stadium in Hanoi to be used because they're expecting you know, 30, 40, maybe even more um, uh, for a thousand people to be coming to this. There, there are people coming from all over Vietnam going to Hanoi for this. And I imagine it's quite a rarity that you would have a crusade like a Franklin Graham crusade. Oh, most definitely. And so, I mean, we, we see that as, as the work of God. We see that as an answer to prayer. 
and uh, the churches um, in Hanoi, um, and specifically in Hanoi, uh, are united. You know, we, we, we talk about the power of unity. Well, if you want to see unity, you go to Vietnam. It doesn't mean that the whole nation's unified, but where groups of people work together in unity, there's incredible power, and Hanoi is a marvelous testimony to this, where, where churches, where, where the Evangelical Church of Vietnam in the north, uh, the house church movements and other Christian ministries that are there are working together as one, and this is, this is phenomenal. And it's bringing about great breakthrough. And AJ, as we've been talking about the house churches, and I imagine those who go to the crusade, of of course they'll be in the big cities. What about out into the villages? Have you been much out into the villages and been part of what happens in those house church gatherings as as you move out into the into the uh, sometimes more isolated areas? I have occasionally. But we have to be very, very careful um, once we get out of the cities. You know, after 23 years, I'm sure there's a dossier on me somewhere in a government office. But, uh, you know, they allow me back into the country every time, so I'm very happy about that. We have to be very careful when we go into areas outside of the main cities, simply because um, we're very conspicuous. As um, Caucasians, we... uh, yeah, are very conspicuous, as you can imagine. <laughs> and so um, most of the outreach is really, it's happening uh, from Vietnamese nationals who are connected into village life, and they're the ones who are out pioneering those new churches. Yes, that's exactly right. And so you've, you've got the national workers. Um, you know, I'm not involved in evangelism on the front line in Vietnam. I train leaders and help facilitate church planters. Um, because the Vietnamese can do evangelism far better than any missionary can do. Well, I want to point people to your new book. It's called Faith, Love and Hope, Glorious Stories of the Work of the Holy Spirit, and it is based on your experience over the past 23 years in Vietnam. Here's the website to get a hold of it. It is a book has 29 chapters, you explore a whole lot of different areas and you've got a whole lot of testimonies in there uh, in the work as it's progressed so far. If you go online, you'll be able to get a hold of this new book, Faith, Love and Hope, at servantmessenger.com. AJ, our guest, AJ, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart and to tell us about the contents of your book here today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. We appreciate your time. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.